When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where you can always find great suggestions for your next audiobook. I'm Robin Witten, editor of Audiophile, and this week we are focused on our selections of 2021's best audiobooks. In this episode today, we'll talk about audiobook memoirs that we've chosen as best of the year. These titles really give listeners an intimate look into the lives of some truly fascinating people. And we have a special guest, narrator Karen Chilton. We'll talk with Karen shortly, but first, here are our choices for best audiobooks in memoir. Just As I Am by Cicely Tyson and Michelle Burford, read by Viola Davis, Cicely Tyson, and Robin Miles. My Broken Language by Chiara Alegria Hudes, read by the author. Somebody's Daughter by Ashley C. Ford and read by the author. The Boys by Ron Howard and Clint Howard, read by the authors and by Bryce Dallas Howard. And Eartha and Kit, A Daughter's Love Story in Black and White by Kit Shapiro and Patricia Weiss-Levy, read by our guest, Karen Chilton. Welcome, Karen. So glad you could join us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, what can you tell us about this audiobook, Eartha and Kit? Well, when it was first presented to me, I got so excited because I'm a longtime fan of Eartha Kit, the great Eartha Kit. And the book is this intimate memoir written by Kit Shapiro, her daughter. And it takes you on this journey uh, where we get a glimpse of this incredible bond, this mother-daughter bond that they had as they navigate Eartha Kitt's career, her personal life, her professional life, and it's full of all of these wonderful life lessons that her mother taught her, but very intimate, really special. And I think it was the first time that I was able to get a glimpse of Eartha in such a in such an intimate way, because we know her as this, you know, huge star, this legend. And I had seen her perform several times in person. And I actually even had a chance to meet her once, which was, you know, just incredible. And that I'll tell that story later. But this book is so special because I think the vantage point of it being written by the person who was closest to her in the world 
gives us such a different perspective and a view of who she was as a woman, who she was as an entertainer, and just how unique her journey was in the entertainment industry. Yes, really, that does sound like it makes it very unique. And also, I think one of the things for listeners is your narration, because oftentimes memoirs are done by the authors. And there's something very special about a professional voice where the narrator can truly get into the character of the author in a way that authors sometimes just can't do themselves. And it makes it interesting from your point of view, I would think. Um, So how do you prepare for something like this memoir? Well, what I typically do, I mean, for every book, and, um, and I think memoir is special because it's just a lot more intimate than the nonfiction and even most fiction. Um, my preparation, I tend to look at the text. Like I spend a lot of time really looking at the style of the writer, the style of the text, the literary style, the rhythms and the pace. And I feel like it's sort of organic. It's I don't spend a lot of time on it, but I tend to, I remove myself as, because I'm also a writer, so I, I don't try to infuse anything, any of my literary ideas on the work, but I'm led by the text and I, I pay attention to the rhythms and the style. And then I let the narration sort of bend into that. So that the text is the star and I'm just the facilitator. I'm just sort of the channel that's sort of breathing life into what's on the page. Yes, that's interesting. Of course, you have quite a background in jazz. So is this a way of describing taking an approach to the memoir as you would to jazz? Yeah, well, I'm the the author of the um, biography on jazz pianist, jazz and classical pianist Hazel Scott. And I'm also co-authored the biography of jazz vocalist Gloria Lynn. I think uh, for Eartha, this working, narrating this book for me was, it was just an honor because I admired her so much and I knew so much about her, her life. I knew so much about her work. And as I mentioned, I was able to meet her once in a, and also in a very intimate setting when she was in New York doing a stage production of Cinderella where she played the fairy godmother. I had a friend who was the choreographer and I said, whatever you do, I have got to meet Eartha Kitt. If it, you know, if I don't do anything else in this life, I have to meet Eartha Kitt. Like I can't be in the same building and not meet this woman. And he said, well, you know, we're in between shows. And I think I went to a matinee and he said, I don't really want to disturb her, but let me just check and see if, if she'll meet you. So we go, you know, backstage, he knocks on her dressing room door and he peeps in and I'm just standing outside like, please, please, please. I just want to shake her hand. You know, if I could, I'll wave, I'll I'll take a wave and just say hello. And it ended up that she said yes. And he told her she's the author of the Hazel Scott biography. And it turned out Eartha knew Hazel Scott. And so there was this immediate sort of connection between the two of us. And she says, oh, no, come on in. And she was in her robe and she had just taken her wig off. I mean, it was in between shows, but she had no, you know, there was no, she was just very down home and just, which which I think her daughter portrays so beautifully in this book that you get to see this bigger than life person. It's just this very down to earth Southern black woman. 
And that's who I met in that dressing room. And she says, oh, well, come on in. And then she first said, she said, well, how did you like the show? And I said, oh, I love the show. And I'm going on on about, you know, Cinderella, the production. And then she stopped. She, she says, well, how did you like the fairy godmother? And I said, well, and I said, well, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. And she said, well, come and sit down. And so then we sat and we had a conversation. So fast forward to this book. I was just so pleased to have been chosen to do the work. And the only pressure I felt is I want to get this right, you know, because this is this is not some biographer writing this. This is her daughter writing this. So I wanted to get it right. I wanted to try to to give it whatever tenderness, whatever thoughtfulness, passion, excitement, enthusiasm, all of those things that are all in throughout the pages of this book. And the only thing that I did make a very deliberate decision not to do was I was not going to try to emulate Eartha Kitt's voice because Eartha Kitt had such a distinctive style of speaking, manner of speaking. And I said, nobody can do that but her. And I don't want to make a caricature out of this because then it becomes a distraction. So I, I mean, I differentiate between her voice and Kit's voice, of course, but ever so slightly, like, you know, it's Eartha, but I don't try to do the purr and the, you know, all of that, that beauty that she had coming through her vocal cords. I just thought, no, I'm not going to do that because that would be a farce and I'm not going to, you know, ruin the, the listener's experience of Karen Chilton trying to be Eartha Kit. Well, I think you did it pretty much perfectly, and certainly the listeners have been very excited about it, and we're delighted to celebrate it as one of the best memoirs of 2021. So thank you so much for joining us today, Karen. It's exciting to have uh, Eartha and Kit included in our best memoirs of 2021. That's wonderful. We've been talking about Eartha and Kit a Daughter's Love Story in Black and White by Kit Shapiro and Patricia Weiss-Levy with Karen Chilton. So thank you very much. This has been a special Best of the Year episode of Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Support for our podcast comes from Oasis Family Media, publishers of Oasis Audio, Paperback Classics, and Hollywoodland Audiobooks. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please stay tuned all week as we're talking about more of the 2021 best audiobooks with some brilliant narrators. And you can always check our social media as we're posting conversations and videos through the month. The full list of Audiophile's best audiobooks can be found at audiophilemagazine.com. This is Robin Witten. Thanks for listening. Thank you.